Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 318, join Big Al spitball retirement plans for firefighters Todd in Maryland and Johnny in New Jersey. Learn along with the fellows about deferred option retirement or drop plans and the difference between an HSA and an HYSA. And why is it that YMYW always comes back to the backdoor Roth IRA? Speaking of Roths, Landshark on Twitter wants to know, can you do a Roth conversion ladder with inherited IRA money? The fellows also break down requirements minimum distributions for Trevor and for Tom in Baton Rouge, and they talk variable and indexed annuities for Johnny and for Ben in Chula Vista, or rather Al Talks and Joe Rants. I'm producer Andy Last, and here once again are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Todd from Williamsport, MB. That's Maryland. Thank you, Andy. I thought it was medical doctor. He's a doctor for Williamsburg. I was about to say doctor. Yeah. Uh, Doctor. Dr. Todd. (laughs) Uh, YMYW, thanks so much for hearing me out on episode 274. Um, He corrected us. Down at the bottom is his comment. He, He corrected us and you guys said, we stand corrected. Yeah. Todd's a smart guy. He's a medical doctor for... He asks us questions. He already knows the answer. See if we get it wrong, which is 50-50. I listened to the show while driving my Nissan Titan. Nissan Titan. Wow. Don't know what that is. That kind of sounds like a cool truck. (laughs) Across the state to the firehouse. Oh, he's a fireman. Oh, there it is. It's a pickup. Oh, that's Titan. That's a that's a big truck. You yeah. got you, you got to be putting out fires. <laughs> drive that thing. That's that's a strong truck. That's a, that's a man's truck right there. <laughs> when Joe said the dog looks like a cat in a recent episode, I almost crashed my truck and peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I that must mean... have been episode two seventy four. Do remember that? What the the what? Someone's dog looks like a cat. Yeah, I think it might have been his. I'm not sure. <laughs> it probably is Todd's. Maybe. I mean, he drives a badass truck. He probably is a, a, little, a little. I mean, you know, he's multi personality. <laughs> Puts out fires, saves, he pro- saves he pro- lives. He probably said he probably told us that the breed, and then Andy showed it, and you probably said that looks like a cat. I'm guessing. Got it. So, a new question from me to the fellas that I've never heard on the show. Okay. Um, okay, so if you've never heard it on the show, it's probably been edited out because we messed it up. <laughs> or we don't know the answer. <laughs> so we don't normally ask it. But this time we're going to give it our best shot. After we, after we retire, we're allowed to stick around for three more years in a drop plan. I hope you're familiar. Come on, Todd. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> What the hell's a drop plan? <laughs> uh, we continue to collect the same salary, but the retirement pension plus contributions in 7.5% goes in the account. Around $200,000 pre-tax. I have heard a hundred different explanations as to when the money can be touched penalty free. The most common response is that you have to be 50 to touch it penalty free. But is that at retirement or at the end of the drop? We are also told if you are not 50 when you retire, you have to be 59 and a half to touch it penalty free. I'm sure you can definitely roll it into the 457, but no thanks. I want to pay the taxes up to my tax bracket and put it to you know where. I wonder where that is. (laughs) (laughs) They also said there were WMDs in Iraq, but I don't know. Thanks for entertaining this one. 
and for the Roth white paper. P.S. Thanks for all you guys. Oh, thanks uh, to thanks y'all. To you all, guys. Uh, the guys. The guys. I'm a genius. There you go. See, I can't read. <laughs> thanks to y'all. Y'all. The guys think I'm a genius. Did you used to say y'all in uh, Minnesota? No. <laughs> Apparently they you. say it in Maryland. You said, don't you know? <laughs> don't, don't you know? <laughs> uh, you betcha. That's what we said. You betcha. You betcha. Yeah. All right. So drop. So he's a firefighter. He's going to retire. And so what happens is that when they plan on retiring in San Diego, it's five years uh, yeah. for the fire department. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Too. Um, I guess an MD, they short him a little bit with yeah. three years. Right. And so what happens is that you, you elect your retirement. Say, I'm out. I'm going to be done. Right. So they pay their salary. And then they also pay their salary into an, a separate pension plan Okay. called the drop. Right. And so let's say that Todd's making $200,000 a year fighting fires and saving lives and driving around his truck with his cat. Right. That is <laughs> a quasi like dog. A cat. Right. Um, then that $200,000 goes into this drop plan. And then, so let's say it's three years, two, then he would have roughly $600,000. Got it. Do they receive the retirement, but then their salary goes into a drop? Or how? how no, they receive work? their. They receive a, their salary. They receive it. Let's say, I don't know how much Todd's making. I just threw 200 because it was a big number yeah. and it made it more fun. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so they receive their salary, but then they also have this drop program because he's still working for so, the three so years. So a similar amount goes into the drop program? Exactly. Got it. And then it gives them a certain interest rate on the drop program. Got it. And then you can do one of three things with the drop program. You can roll it into a retirement account. Sure. And I'm not 100% sure. So just FYI on... Um, their drop versus San yeah, Diego's or Southern California. I suppose right. it, yeah, but it's, I'm guessing it's pretty close. Yeah. Right. right. Let's say if he rolled it into the 457 plan, um, if the 457 plan allows it, sure. um, you could do that. There is no 10% penalty to take money out of a 457 plan. So just FYI there. Right. If you roll it into an IRA, then yes, you would have to wait till 59 and a half. You could annuitize the drop as well. So I don't know what the annuitization rate on their drop is. But let's say if he rolls it, he wants to convert this money regardless, right? right. He, he wants to put it to you know where. Yes. I think that means rough. That's it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's how sick this show is. People can't even say the word. We get all, oh, all fidgety. You know, I went to this place to, <laughs> to put some stuff in you know and where. I, I, oh, where the hell did you go? Well, I went yeah. to see Big Al. I could just see our friend coming over to me and saying, Al, I might have a rock. <laughs> Don't tell Joe. Hey, I, I want to put some of you know what into you know where. <laughs> You know what I mean. You right? know what I'm talking about, right? Can you do some calculations for me? All right, I'll meet you in the alley. <laughs> so, all right. So we're looking at. Um, so if he wants to convert it, he can move it into. If he wants to live on it, it's a totally different story. I don't have the answer. He could roll it into an IRA and then convert it into a Roth IRA, right? Because yeah. it's pre-tax dollars. Then there's no penalty. Right, right. you're converting it yeah, into right. a Roth. So go, do that if you want to convert it. So if you, you're not going to be taxed on this money is what I'm saying, Todd. If you roll it into a retirement account, there's no taxation on the roll. So the whole draw program goes into a retirement account and then you can convert if you want to do that. I don't think you can convert directly from the drop. You're either going to have to annuitize it uh, depending on what Maryland's drop program is. Yeah, so, I, I suspect you're right. And just, just for curiosity, the drop programs, I've, I've only seen those for firefighters. Are there other 
like displacement? Do some of them have drop programs? Like city employees? Certain city employees? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I, I remember in San Diego, this was probably a decade ago. It was the, the when people found out about the drop, when non-governmental employees, they thought it was, well, that's too much. They're double dipping. And so they kind of, I don't think they shut it down, but they made it less attractive. Yeah, they changed the rules, yeah. but it's still really It's still good if, if you qualify for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guys- That stands for Deferred Retirement Option Program, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I, didn't I say that earlier? No. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's good we she checks on it um but yeah so it's it's a phenomenal plan it's a great plan but i mean the, the guy's risking his life every day right of course i'm not saying it, he shouldn't have it i'm just and, i'm and, just i'm just suggesting if you're if you're not a firefighter or a policeman or a certain city employee that a lot has this you're not it doesn't apply to you correct um so yeah hopefully that helped um t- I would have to do a lot more research. And well, when it, Todd, when, you know, if you've listened to the show once or twice, you know, we <laughs> zero prep for this. Andy, you know, sends me this. I print it out and then I go in the studio and I read. Right. I beg him every week. Can you please just read this one this one time? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm busy. I have a full time job here, folks. Yeah, we're uh, we're spitballing, right? Yes. As, as you say. Yes. And I, I mean, think- if you, yeah, why don't you call her right into our competitor podcasts or whatever the hell whoever they are all right they can spend all the time well and and the truth is on a question like this is going to be specific to your plan so you kind of have to get your plan document and see what the rules are yeah i mean i made the mistake of reaching out to a couple people yeah oh my god and then all of a sudden i get bombarded with 40 emails oh can you clarify this can you look at this how about this and i'm like no (laughs) you know i'm so I learned my lesson. Right. But if you're from Minnesota, yeah, then, then I'll do a little bit of work. For you. Yeah, everybody's going to say that's where they're from. If you're, yeah, if you're from another state, just say you're from Minnesota. <laughs> Jay will answer your question. Uh, all right. Uh, ben writes in from Chula Vista. He has been watching our show, Al, and loves it. My cue is this. My cue. <laughs> I guess that's question. Question. Yeah. Actually, it says he had been watching your show and he loved it. So that's past tense. Oh, he doesn't love it anymore. No, he, he used to love it. Yeah. So now he's got a cue. <laughs> I'll be retiring in one year. and would like to ask about converting my TSP to annuity. Puritan Life offering guaranteed monthly income, a premium bonus, and an income writer. Would like your calculated opinion. I attached the chart from the company. Thank you for considering my question. I like how people just like, screenshot takes takes pictures and sends it to us yeah what do you think we we'll love it yeah your name i mean he takes a picture of like a full illustration from an insurance company but just shows the bars right uh, there's a you lot can't of, even read it. it there's a lot of fine print ben um no well he did tell us what the numbers were okay. on the first and last bar all right first bar thirteen thousand. no that was me i actually put that to make oh. it easier for you because we can't we can't read that picture disclosure that the values shown above are non-guaranteed <laughs> It's likely that non-guarantee elements will change and actually results will be more or less favorable, uh, but will not be less than the minimum guarantees. So he didn't show us what the minimum guarantees are. He showed us the non-guarantees. And so what um, so someone's selling him an indexed annuity. I see it right here. There's yep. a market indexed annuity from the TSP plan. Absolutely do not do this, Ben. Okay, because it's all smoke and mirrors, in my humble opinion. The, the thrift savings plan is one of the best 
401k plans out there. Um, in, unless you got a ton of money in it where you want to do different things, but for, I would say 90%, it's just fine. It's very inexpensive. It's cheap. Has decent, you know, really good funds, low cost. You can be globally diversified. And so this person saying, you know what, Ben, I got something better for you. I can give you some guarantees. Yeah. Wouldn't you like guarantees? Wouldn't you like, as, as, as you a, get into retirement in a big bonus, why don't you give up, g- give me a hundred thousand dollars and we'll give you a 18% bonus. So 18 K <laughs> just for investing this. That sounds pretty good. That sounds awesome. Doesn't it? Yeah. And then there's going to be this 5% income rider. So each year you're going to be guaranteed 5% on your money, no matter what happens to the market. Right. Does that sound pretty good? It does. You know, 18,000 up front and then 5% guaranteed per year. It all sounds really good. But what is really happening once you start getting the income? You have to do the math to find out what your internal rate of return is going to be. And these numbers are way too small. And I don't know what the initial premium is. What is it, 100,000 or 200,000? Um, the benefit base starts at 265. So probably, probably 265. Two- no. Yeah, around yeah, 265,000 yeah. at 68. Is he 68? I'm guessing because that's year one. Okay. So, so maybe it was like 245 with an $18,000 bonus. Well, all right. Well, let's say he's 68 years old and then his income is 13,268. Yeah. So that's what he's getting, right? So 13,000, 13,268. Let's divide that into $265,000, 356. Okay. Into, let's just call it 13,000 divided. So that's 27 years. Right. Does that make sense? So let's say he invested 265,000. That's his that's his benefit base year 1. I don't know what his benefit I don't know what his basis is. Yeah. But let's say he put that in there at age 68, he's going to get $13,000 a year. Well, at 68, he's going to die in probably 20 years. At 88, so it takes him 26 years to get his money back. It takes him 26 <laughs> years to get his money back, but he's going to die in 20. <laughs> Who wins? Yeah. Right, the insurance company's going to win on that deal. Sure. So I need more information, but I think you get the gist, Ben. You have to look at the internal rate of return on these products, not the 5% bonus, what um, you know, what the roll-up is, what the guaranteed bonus is up front. All of that is smoke and mirrors. They're giving you your money back. They're giving you your money back. They're going to say, hey, here's 18000 It's not real money. It's just showing on your statement. And then that 18000 is used as your benefit base and saying, okay, well, when you turn 68, we're going to give you the $13,000. Well, take your $13,000 and divide it into whatever your, your, your basis is, whatever your initial investment is, then that can help you. I mean, it's more complicated than that to figure out your internal rate of return. But in most cases, it's like two, two and a half percent. So then do you think your TSP plan over your lifetime can do better than two and a half percent? If you think it can, then go with the TSP. But understand you have zero guarantees. If you want a two and a half percent guaranteed piece of garbage, then buy this. I'm reading this. Is that, did, did we already? So Dr. James, is that the one you're looking at? Yep. So he's the one that actually gave you the back advice. He's yes. the real doctor. So you talked about his back advice, but then you never answered his question. Oh, sorry, Dr. James. Um, okay. So 50 years old, drives a nine-year-old compact Lexus hybrid. Hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hybrid car. What are the? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not seen a hybrid, but I have seen a few hybrid. 
It's uh, he wrote Heidberg. I, I know. <laughs> I'm aware of that. <laughs> With a hundred thousand plus miles on it, still gets fifty miles per gallon. Jeez, it's pretty good. Yep, my four hundred one k has an assortment of thirty different traditional funds: index, uh, large cap, value growth, domestic, international, global, target date, bonds, whatever. My four hundred one k also has a brokerage link component uh, to a much larger selection of individual stocks, bonds, ETFs. Etc. Within the brokerage link, I recently sold some three and a half percent 10 year CDs on the secondary market for a nice 20% gain when I purchased in January 2019. Uh, the 401k fixed income agent who talked me through the fairly confusing online transaction told me on the phone, There you go, done. <laughs> and since you sold them in February 2021, they're um, less than two years old. They're greater than. Oh, greater than two years old. That's a nice cap gain. Is he correct? No. Uh, will these profits be treated like capital gains when I begin taking money out of the 401k when I retire? Nope. Or will everything be, uh, uh, everything that I take out be subject to ordinary income tax? Yes. Note, all contributions to my 401k have been pre-tax. Thanks. Great information educational and entertaining podcast. I read, I read the transcripts every week and I'll keep Joe's back in my prayers. Well, thanks Dr. Well, James. Nice. Just your back though. <laughs> well, look at the bunnies <laughs> on Andy. <laughs> the rest of you, not well, in his prayers. I yeah. suppose that is a correct interpretation or, I mean, that's how it reads. No. I don't really care about you, but you're back. Now I care about that. No, I got <laughs> foot foot drop, drop foot. Seriously, don't care about your foot drop. It's awful. Um, All right. So anytime you have any kind of gain in a four hundred one k, it's non taxable at the point where you do the 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 sale, right? But when you pull the money out, it's always ordinary income. That's the problem with four hundred one ks and IRAs. It's always ordinary income, even though it would otherwise qualify for a capital gain. So the Brokerage link broker is incorrect. Well, the brokerage link broker might not not understood that his it was a 401k. Yeah, but he says the 401k fixed income agent. Mm. It seems like he would know. You would know, right? He would think so. Yeah. (laughs) There you have it. He's not. I wouldn't take your tax return to him to prepare. Probably not. I would. Yeah. Have him buy and sell you CDs, make a 20% gain on it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. For those of you about to ask for clarification on how capital gains are stacked on top of ordinary income, since I can feel that question about to hit our inbox every time we discuss cap gains and ordinary income, I've posted links in the podcast show notes so you can listen to Joe and Big Al's previous discussions on the topic to refresh your memory. And since there has been some annuity talk today and more forthcoming, there is a video in the show notes for you as well. Should you buy an annuity for retirement income? Check it out before you make any decisions. If you still need to hear this stuff applied to your own situation, that's okay. So does everybody else. You can ask Joe and Al on air from the podcast show notes as well. To access all of these free financial resources, just click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app. Johnny writes in, Al. Johnny, it's it's not even a write-in. It's a novel. <laughs> this is pretty long. You got to read this whole thing? I'm going to give it my best. You are. Okay. It's, it would be only the start of a show when you got energy, right? Yeah, that's it. I should go in the middle of the show because I've already read a couple lines. Yeah. You know? 
You so. kind of get warmed up. <laughs> Just start easy. Because I'm not yeah, a very do your good calisthenics. reader. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, Big Al, Joe, and Andy, thank you all so much for taking the time. Love listening to your show when I'm out walking my dog or doing things around the house. You guys are like the click and clack of car talk fame. That's that's a huge compliment. Well, thank you, Johnny. Um, for financial planning, and I love it. I'm about 40 years old in a Oh, he's turning 40 in a couple of weeks Yeah, and was hoping to get a little perspective from the folks over there at YMYW if I could. All right. A little bit of background. I live in a peaceful suburb located in central New Jersey, and I'm married to my gorgeous wife who has just turned 35 or 28, if you ask her. Oh, Johnny's kind of funny there, too. Yeah, right. He's got sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've been together since college. We have a five-year-old rescue black lab mix, a three and a half year old son in a 0.5 year old daughter. I drive a 1998 Jeep Wrangler in my work truck as my work truck. That's not a work truck. Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> it could be. I used well, to have a Jeep Wrangler. I didn't I have mean, a top on it. It's I not... thought it was super cool in college. University of Florida. Just driving around with a little sound bar blaring Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah. I wouldn't really call it a work truck, but you could put oh a lot God. of stuff in it. Showing your age there. Wow, that's ageless. <laughs> um, 2008 BMW 5 Series as my daily family driver in a motorcycle for sunny weekends. Wife has a 2014 Acura MDX SUV. Oh, that sounds sexy. My son has a red radio flyer tricycle. It's dependable. All right, very good. A little nice background, so, okay. Johnny. So now we're ready. Employment income. All right. I work as a career firefighter. Another firefighter. Thank you for your service. He's probably got a drop plan. He's got all sorts probably, of stuff. Probably, yep. He's got a base salary of $100,000. He's a military re- reservist. It's about six um, plus or minus, 6,000 plus or minus there. And have side income, then that's about $10,000. I plan on retiring from military service next year when eligible at my 20-year mark to free up more time for my kids. My pension will be between 60 to 65% of my base salary when I retire from the fire department. Wife works in marketing for a pharmaceutical company, which carries a base of $170,000 plus annual bonuses that range from $40 to $70,000 in any given year. Wow, Johnny. Pharmaceutical marketing (laughs) is the place to be. Yeah. Hopefully they're hiring so I can stop reading these (laughs) long-ass emails. (laughs) Expenses. Both of our kids are in daycare full-time, which costs $2,500 a month. Our son transitions into public school next year, lowering the cost back down to $1,200 a month. We have been in our house for six and a half years and are in the process of refinancing from a 30-year VA 3.75% to a conventional 30-year 2.62%, lowering our monthly mortgage from $1,600 to $1,200. We use the difference towards the monthly principal, lowering the effective rate. Okay, $295,000 left on the mortgage, home value around $450, property taxes $1,000 a month because, well, New Jersey. <sighs> okay. My wife. <laughs> Almost done with page one. <laughs> yeah, right. It's going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, my, my wife and I each terminated our whole life insurance policies in favor of term life policies that we felt fit our needs better. Our only other debt is my wife's Acura which has $4,500 remaining at 2.5%. We pay off credit cards monthly. 
Here's his investments. We have a joint brokerage account at Vanguard at $268,000, mainly S&P 500 index. I just started contributing to my 457 more seriously over the past couple of years, giving the max 19.5 a pre-tax dollar. The current sits at 56 grand. I just found out about the Roth conversion. I know, I know. Recently and started contributing to my Roth account, Vanguard. Again, after a few years after letting lay dormant, it now sits at 150K. Wife maxes out her 401K at an 80-20 split between traditional and Roth. Okay, she also has a 401H plan, a money purchase plan. In total, the accounts have grown pretty quickly in part of the company match to $275,000. We keep a small index fund bucket around for the kids. Do you have a small index bucket, Al? You just carry the little sand bucket around <laughs> for the kids? Yeah, when they used to be smaller. A little harder now. <laughs> uh, that's worth about 12 k and just started funding 529 accounts. Uh, you guessed it at Vanguard for each of them totaling $8,000. We keep fifty dollars to $70,000 in an HYSA, or maybe just an HSA. I don't know where the Y comes in. <laughs> um, and then our monthly- Is that a high yield savings account? Oh, yeah. I was thinking of HSA, like a health yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing, HSA. Yeah. Well, you know, every time you type in HSA, it changes yeah, it to, to has. A, a, yeah, HS or HAS. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then our monthly expenses, money in a brick and mortar account for easier access. Okay. I'm sorry for the length of the email, <laughs> but I just wanted to give you pretty accurate representation of where we're at right now. Okay. Thanks, Johnny. Um, we got to take a break. <laughs> right, we'll answer the question next week. Yeah, we'll, see, we'll see you guys next week. That's the show. Uh, we'll recap the question next week and then answer it the following week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. So, number one, can my wife open a Roth account as well? I've heard mixed things, and it's got me pretty confused. If not, would it be better to have her transition her 401k contributions 100% to Roth and forget about the traditional portion or would that bump us up to the next tax bracket? Well, here we are again, Al. Yes. <laughs> she could do a backdoor Roth. She could. Can't do a, a front door Roth. Oh, God. Every every question always comes to backdoor. It does. We get there a lot. So, Johnny, um, if you've ever listened to the show, she can do a backdoor because she's got a 401k plan, a 401h plan, and a money purchase plan, all at $275,000. In your lengthy email, you never stated that she has an IRA. So we're going to assume no. We're going to assume no. Yeah. So she can contribute to a traditional IRA, and then she can convert that traditional IRA directly into a Roth IRA with no tax consequence. Correct. So it's a way to for her to contribute to a Roth, but we call it the backdoor Roth. Yes. Okay. Uh, number two. I've heard very recently that the 457 is actually a variable annuity and that the management company tends to have slightly higher fees. Without getting into the specifics, I spoke with an old co-worker that works in finance and has told that the advantage of investing my pre-tax dollar likely outweighs the fees and that I'm probably doing just fine. I have no clue on how to do the math to find the breaking break-even point here. Right. Uh, should he worry about this uh, variable annuity in a 457 plan that the fire department is giving him out? <laughs> well, you answer that one. I would say continue to contribute to the 457 plan because it's a it's a company plan unless for 457s is a deferred comp plan. 
right? It's it's a state sponsor plan. It's it's a non qualified plan. So, but could it be in a variable annuity? It wouldn't be like a four hundred three b. Like let's say if I'm a teacher, yeah, right, and then you're a teacher, and I open the door to some, or I'm in the cafeteria at some part of the time where this guy or gal is selling me my 403B and puts me into a variable annuity. Sure. And then you go to lunch a little bit after me, and then there's another person there selling 403Bs, and they put you into some nice, you know, cheap mutual funds. Right. It's not the same. Got it. Okay. With a 457 plan through the fire department, I'm sure it's a company sponsored, you know, it's a large plan. The fees are probably a little bit higher, but I, I wouldn't worry too much. Okay, so you're agreeing with the old co-worker who's in finance. Yeah, the fire department slash CFP. The fire fire. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not giving finance advice. You know, he's putting out fires. Okay, I'll go with that. Um, okay, number three. What do we do now? <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you do, Johnny. <laughs> I'm not sure what else we could do here. New Jersey doesn't have HSAs as much as the other states do. Doesn't like them as much. Well, the HSA is a health savings account. Right. It's a a pre-tax account that you can put money in. You can open up an HSA in, a, in one of your HYSAs. <laughs> However, probably with the it's probably not a high deductible in, uh, health insurance policy with the fire department. I guarantee I that's it. So he doesn't qualify anyway. Okay. Should I keep investing in the brokerage? Yes. Keep yes. investing in the brokerage. 100%. Yep. Thanks again for all you do. I sincerely love listening to the show. Well, thank you, Johnny. Um, Yes. So here's the advice. You're you're doing great. You're saving a lot of money. You'll have a nice pension from the fire department. Um, With the wife, should she go all because he's making a hundred grand. She's making 200. That's 300,000. Sure. Um, They're in a fairly high tax bracket. She's going 80, 20. Would you change? But she's 28 years old or 35, whatever. I mean, they're still super young. Yeah. Me personally, I would go all raw uh, just because She's you really like young, Roth. And I love Roth. Yeah. I, mean, I don't care what tax bracket people are in. A conversion is a little bit different because they're going to have to come up with the money to pay the tax. But at a 35-year-old, given where we are right now, let's see, 300, 250, they're in the 22, almost the 24% tax bracket. Yeah, they're in the 24% bracket. And they will stay in the 24% tax bracket. Yeah. So, so, and I agree with you. However, my, my caveat is that they're in the 24% bracket, which is a lower bracket because of this new tax law we got in 2018. So, and, and so as long as your taxable income is below $330,000, you're in the 24% bracket. Now, if you get up into the next bracket to 32, Maybe you might think about it a little bit differently, but yeah, at least based upon maybe 300,000 of salary for a married couple and then the standard deduction, right? Of at least 25,000. Yeah, there's room to do more Ross instead of just the regular 401k. So this is not advice, Johnny, but you know, just us kids talking about fires and well, he saving he, he cats want, out of trees and he wanted it to spitball anyway, this is which is total, what we're doing. yeah, this is a. <laughs> total spitball here i would have her go if she was my 28 year old wife yeah what would you gorgeous say? wife um would you be talking to her about ross oh, without <laughs> question that's all day great. and all, all night day. that's like, all you yeah. talk about it's like Coors light and roth iras <laughs> that's it 
You ask me a question, we'll get in the finance. How is she, I could just see her. How was your day, honey, at work? Well, <laughs> we set up a new Roth today. You won't believe it. You want to talk about Roth this conversions? Guy, this you guy want did, to do backdoors? This, this guy did a mega backdoor. <laughs> Let me explain how that works. Again. Uh, so, yeah, my life is consumed with Roth. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I would have her go 100% Roth. Um, yeah, I, I would keep I would going take. with the 457, max that out. Uh, I think he's doing everything good. But yeah, you, you want to keep jamming money into the, the brokerage account that's non qualified because that's tax at capital gains. It's going to give you diversification long term. You bet. Um, great job. Thanks for the call or thanks for the email, Johnny. I appreciate you listening. We got what, like a Twitter feed here, Andy? What's going on with Landshark? Yeah. So on Twitter, uh, somebody named Lambshark asked uh, regarding inherited IRAs with the Secure Act requiring distributions of all inherited IRA assets within 10 years. I presume this precludes you from doing a Roth conversion ladder with inherited IRA funds. Does anyone know? And YMYW listener Josh, who is just like a hardcore listener, actually tagged us in his response and uh, to Landshark and said, I think you're correct because even inherited Roth IRAs are required to be drawn to zero by the end of the 10th year. I think Joe and Big Al would agree, right, Andy? Mm. So I responded to him with your response because I actually emailed you and said, what's the answer here? And I haven't heard anything back from them. So what's your response, Joe? You cannot convert inherited IRAs was my response. Yeah, And I said it with that monotone. (laughs) (laughs) Yours didn't even have a period at the end of it. Well, and I agree with that comment. Yeah, you can't convert inherited 401ks. Correct. Correct. But you can't convert inherited IRAs. I don't know what it, what's a, what's a conversion ladder? People just love to put little taglines <laughs> on stupid things. Well, I think that means you convert a little bit this year, a little bit next year, a little bit next year. I think that's what that means. You ever heard of the, the, <laughs> the, the barbell conversion? Yeah, you convert a whole bunch and then nothing for nine years and then a whole bunch. <laughs> no, you you convert um, some in the beginning of the year and then you finish it up at the end. Oh, okay. That's the barbell. Oh, okay. Got it? I suppose. Um, you know, haven't heard of the ladder. Never heard of the ladder. Yeah. I would imagine each year you're converting each, some. Each year you convert one rung. <laughs> got it. <laughs> By the time you're done, you got to have a ladder. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Yes. I was just going to say, we're YMYW show on Twitter. If you wanted to follow and ask questions that Joe can answer sarcastically. Got it. Okay. I've never been on Twitter. <laughs> That's all right. I'll be on there for you. Okay. YMYW show at YMYW show. You're a big Twitter, Twitter guy, big Al? No, I don't think I've been on either. I, I don't even know. I don't want to I could do Facebook. I've, also, I've got a account on Instagram too. You know, ooh, Facebook. You're, I don't have Facebook either. Yeah, I know, because that was um, by the time you got into it, everyone had gone to Instagram. Yep, I just post some golf pictures. Yeah, I noticed it's kind of nauseating. You're swaying <laughs> week after week. I haven't posted anything in at yeah, least two days. Mister Rogers does. Every uh, time you play with him, he posts your swing. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? I don't watch. I had it. to think about that for a second. I thought you yeah. actually meant Mister Rogers. <laughs> well, I was protecting the name of the Rogers that I know. 
Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the YMYW email newsletter and download the ultimate guide to Roth IRAs, all from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to get there. And thanks to my mom, in the show notes, you can also read the transcript of this and every episode of the YMYW podcast. And perhaps most importantly, you'll notice there on the show notes page, there's a thing right up near the top that says share post. That is the only thanks we ask of you for all of the free entertainment and financial information you get from YMYW. Share it. Spread the word by emailing the show to your friends or colleagues and posting the podcast on your social media. Hi, Andy, Joe, and Al. Uh, This is Tom from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I think your program is most informative of air. Am I reading that correctly? That's what it says. Or is it like the most informative on air? I think that's probably what he meant. Of air means we're full of air. (laughs) We're nothing. Both are correct. I have a couple of questions regarding RMDs. 69, my wife's 66. I have 450 grand in the traditional IRA, uh, 230 in a simple IRA, 240 in a Roth, and around 700,000 in a non-qualified account. My wife has a traditional IRA of $845,000, 184,000 in a simple, 246,000 in a Roth. Tom from Baton Rouge. Yeah, that's pretty good, Tom. I mean, right out the gate. Yeah, it's like, look what I got. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are the most informative on air. By the way, by the way, I have got... millions. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe what I've got from Baton Rouge. Louisiana. This is why they call you. <laughs> I am super successful. <laughs> I've got so much money. I'm just going to ask you kind of a generic question because I don't really care. <laughs> My wife has a pension as a school teacher of $18,000 a year, which would continue to pay me if she predeceased me. I plan on taking Social Security at 70, which would be about $44,000 a year. If my wife waits to 70, she will receive after WEP windfall elimination provision for those of you keeping score about $7,500 a year. We also have rental income of $20,000. Okay, I plan to work. Full-time, one more year at about $120,000, and then two years part-time at seventy-five. Sorry for the full explanation. Wanted to give you guys all the facts. Appreciate that, Tom. I'm going to take a hit with RMDs and trying to figure out how to reduce it. First question. We give about $18,000 a year to the church. If I use the QCD out of the RMD to pay that at age 72, would I still be able to take the entire $24,000 standard deduction? The answer is yes. So, so what you're talking about, qualified charitable distribution, actually, once you hit age 70 and a half, yeah. it's a little different than the required minimum distribution age. But at age 72, you can give directly t- to charity uh, up to your full RMD. In fact, you can actually give $100,000 per person per year if you want to. That's like a distribution that never shows up on your tax return anywhere. It's not income. It's not a deduction. So uh, yes, Tom, you can take the full $24,000 standard deduction as well. That's one of the benefits, if you're charitable, of doing a QCD starting at age 70 and a half. Second question is, am I correct in thinking that the RMDs are considered separate? By that, I mean, we will not have to start taking my wife's RMD until she turns 72. So we have approximately six years to convert some of hers into raw. Thank you. 
Uh, yes, absolutely. So it's separate accounts. It's yeah. her IRA. It's your IRA. It's her simple IRA. It's your simple IRA. Um, so Tom, you have seven, roughly $800,000 in your retirement account. She's got a million. Right. I would attack Tom's first because the RMDs are going to come in three years. Yeah. And then by the time your wife comes, then it's going to be game over. When she turns 72 and you're already taking yours, she'll have to take hers on her million or whatever. Right. To. Plus full then, social security plus, and everything. Yeah. Right. This is the tax time bomb that we talk about sometimes. Absolutely. Tom is living the tax time. Bomb. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. I'm not saying it's. So Tom, you, you're not so cool anymore, are you? <laughs> He's got a lot of Roth though. Yeah, he does. So this is where he really has to dive in and kind of take a look at what tax bracket is he going to be in when him and his wife are both taking required minimum distributions at her age 72. Right. With all the other income, her Social Security, her pension, his Social Security. And then it's like, okay, then your RMD, Tom, your wife's RMD, what does all that add up to? What tax bracket is that going to be in? And then I would then go back to today and convert to the top of that bracket. Yeah, exactly. That is the right way to do it. And it it's, doesn't have to be that complicated and it doesn't have to be exact. I mean, just of magnitude. In other words, I'm going to have about 130,000 of income minus the standard deduction. So my tax income I'm married will be a little over $100,000, right? Which currently puts me in the 22% bracket. So if I'm, I would convert now currently, if I'm in the 22% bracket or lower up to the top of that 22% bracket. So it's just a computation of current tax bracket versus future tax bracket to help you figure out how much to convert. Very good. Very good. Tom, I'm glad you found us. Um, you should have found us several years ago. Right. Because then you could have done more, you know what? Yeah, we, we would take you the, you know what, but we would put it, you know where. <laughs> you know what we mean, Tom. So that's how we consult our clients nowadays. So this is what we're going to do, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We're going to take the you know what, and we're going to put it, you know where. All right. And don't tell you know who. <laughs> you might get a letter from. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Okay, we got another one real quick here. Trevor writes in. He goes, I'll be 72 in September 2021. Currently, I'm working full-time and participate in an employer-sponsored 401k plan. I plan on working and contributing pre-tax to the 401k plan. Match 50% until I'm 75. Do I have to take an RMD now, or can I defer it until I stop working and re retire in three years? Um, 401k plans, you can defer until you retire, Trevor. Uh, but if you do have IRAs outside of the 401k plan, uh, you would have to take a required minimum distributions out of those IRAs. So the, the trick there is just to roll the IRAs or whatever you know ancillary plans that you have into your current 401k, and then that would avoid any required minimum distributions. Yeah, and if you have any other old 401k plans as well, you'd have to take RMDs out of that. It's just your active one that you're currently contributing to as long as you are no more than a, I forget, percentage owner, 5%, if you're less than a 5% owner. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have like a solo 401k or yeah. if you're a small business owner or partner. You can't do it that way. Yep. Yep. Um, so Frank writes in, he goes, I have a question on mortgage refinances. Does this count on the earnings limit to social security benefits? No, the answer is no. No. <laughs> it's it's a so, loan. So first of all... <laughs> First of all, when you refinance and get, even if you pull cash out, it's a loan, it's not income. And even if it somehow were income, it wouldn't be earned income. So it wouldn't count towards that. 
Audiobooks at double speed again, and the undoing in the derails at the end of today's episode. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment video call. It does not matter where you are in the country, and chances are a certified financial planner at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. The show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. The book's on tape. Double speed. <laughs> Gets me every time. Did you, have you you tried that the double speed or speed no i'm not a moron <laughs> i like to comprehend it, yeah yes well i i did once but it wasn't on purpose i just i i accidentally when i hit play i must have hit the change of speed and yeah. i was thinking what happened this book changed <laughs> this isn't near as good i can't really understand it yeah. i don't think that fast <laughs> Well, what the hell happened? Is that yeah, the uh, the uh, the reader voice change? Yeah. A, a new chapter, new reader. What was this? God, he's talking fast. Right. Can I have some coffee? What is, what is, what? I'm, I'm, maybe I'm stroking out here. The Undoing. Now, have you seen the Undoing? The Undoing. No, tell me about it. Oh, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I think you should watch it. Tell me where to watch it. HBO. HBO. Okay. Do you like Hugh Grant? I love you, Grant. Nicole Kidman? Yes. Nicole? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Or Nicole. <laughs> I'm telling I like you. both of them. <laughs> I think Nicole is a little prettier than Nicole, but yeah. they're both really pretty. Uh, uh, she doesn't get much airtime, but... Uh, yeah, it's good. You should... You should um, okay. David E. Kelly. Have you remember like Ali McBeal, Boston Legal? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, sure. That guy? Okay. Yeah. I, I would, that sounds like a show I would like. It's a thriller. It's yeah. a, it's, it gets a little, ooh, a little, uh, little who done it. Yeah, because you know I'm, I like to watch like <laughs> Little House on the Prairie and, <laughs> yeah. and Hallmark. <laughs> the family feud. Oh, man. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I just finished that. That's, that was a good one. Yeah. I, I would recommend that. Okay. I also watched Coming to America, too. Oh, I, did you like it? And I hated it. I love Coming to America. It's yes. one of my favorite movies. Yep. They did Coming to America, too. Yes, I know. No good. It's well, I mean, you gotta watch it. Yeah. But. Well, because the first one is so good. I know. Well, and I—that's what I've heard. The reviews aren't so good. Yes. But but it's those two guys. I mean, how bad can it be? It's well, it's almost <laughs> unwatchable. But <laughs> okay, I watched it. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Show's called Your Money Your Wealth.